Hey guys, uh, hey, this is Mark Roberts. Welcome to Let's, Let's Get, Get Into it. it. I want to introduce today Rod Links. Uh, you kind of do it all, right? You, you're an entertainer, you're a writer, you're a director. Let's talk about this. You were in a movie recently? It was great, yeah. Wednesday they had uh, the final product, Big Auditorium in Century City. I, it was a really cool title called Appalachian, which is a true story about a mob meeting in upstate New York, Appalachian, New York, the, in 1957 that J. Edgar Hoover had to acknowledge the American Mafia. Mm. And I play a character, a real guy by the name of Larry Gallo, Joe Gallo, most famous of the brothers. An Italian guy. An Italian gangster. Uh, and it was cool. I mean, I loved it. I had, I re- initially was a, like a featured extra and the director. Um, I I took the role and I turned it into something and he taft hartley me and I improvised. You and- know, that's so exciting, dude. I got to tell you, I have done it as a producer. And you realize that that extra that was written into the script has become important in the scene. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, that guy should say something here or that girl should say something here. If you don't know what Taft-Hartley is, let's talk about that for a second. Taft-Hartley is a document they give you, opens the door for you getting your SAG card. And yeah. your SAG card is membership into the Screen Actors Guild. And you take that document and you go to the Screen Actors Guild and then they charge you a bunch of money to become a member. But then you're a member and you can start doing movies whenever you get cast. By me getting Taft Hartley, they paid for my fee, which was, I don't know, four grand or six grand, whatever. I have to pay my dues. But the director who ended up being a good friend of mine, um, he wants to put me in. He's doing a movie uh, with Pacino next. He's doing another movie coming up and. I don't have to audition for anything. That's cool, man. But you know what's even better about this, Roberts? Mm, mm. Is guess how he put me in this movie? Um, I did a thing called The Good Life, a little a web series on YouTube that had, dude, I made six web, eight webisodes, 60 minutes of content for under $1,000. And I utilized all my resources and just did it. Okay. And this guy, Danny, Danny A, he's the director who saw my work, he saw my hustle, and that's why he cast me in this movie. There's probably a bunch of people thinking right now, you know, oh, well, there's a catch 22. I can't get into the union if I don't get lines and I can't get lines unless I'm in the union. Well, there's a story of how you get a job without actually being in the union. So that's exciting. Um, the last time we did the podcast, I was on my way to the Palm Springs Film Festival with Carlos Almaraz playing with fire. Um, it did extremely well. Thank nice. you for asking. <laughs> Well, I knew it did extremely well. We've been talking about it. It did extremely well. Uh, we, were, we were selected Best in Fest, uh, which, was, yeah, which was very cool. Uh, as a result, we got a call from a distributor that I was talking to. We're meeting with Netflix about potentially selling it. and then. So it's a doc. Are you thinking about doing like a feature-length film? I've done what I wanted to do. I'm, kinda, I'm moving on. <laughs> did you direct this, though? I did not. You directed... I have directed. I did a documentary. On Johnny Porsche. Johnny Porsche, right. And you sent me a link. That's right. And I was laying in bed one night. And I put it on. It was so compelling. Yeah. And the way you pieced this story together yeah. was incredible. And then when I saw you, I think I shot you a text after. I go, wow. Thank you. I knew the story so well that I just decided, you know what? This is something I'm going to do myself for the sake of doing it quickly. Yeah. And also, um, it just doesn't feel like I need someone else to to get involved. So I did it myself. I'm currently recutting it to come up with a more compelling version and it should be ready soon. That was pretty compelling though. Like, Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. I worked hard on it. I had to be honest with myself about the Porsche documentary because, you know, a lot of salacious things are happening in true crime. There's fathers murdering their girlfriends who are pregnant and then murdering their three kids. I mean, there's some pretty horrendous stuff yeah. happening. So 
to do a movie or a documentary that's going to affect a buyer in a way that they say, oh, this is important to put on television or to put on a streaming service or whatever, it's going to have to have a really solid yeah. story and a really good wrap up. So I had to find a new way to tell that story and, uh, you know, to be continued because I'm still working on it. Anyway, what I wanted to get into get today, it. let's get into this. <laughs> let's get into raising money. Let's talk about the different levels because there are, there are people around you that are willing to invest in you. There's so many different facets to, to financing a movie. I'll give you a great example. I have a lawyer that I work with. His name is Walter Bat. He's a tremendous lawyer. Uh, he's also great at taking investors that I talk to and finishing up their deals. So let's say I have a movie or you have a movie and you speak to someone and they say, I would be happy to give you $100,000 to make that movie. I want to be your executive producer. You say, great, let's do it. So you have all these creative conversations, but now comes the time when you have to get them to write the check for $100,000 yep. and hand it to you. All right. So how do you get them to hand you a hundred thousand dollars? Well, it's not going to be that easier because you've had these awesome creative conversations. You pitched them. They read it. People with a lot of money are smart. They don't like to part with their dough. So what I do is I work with Walter, my lawyer, and the way it works out is I'll say to you, Hey, do you want to do this movie? Say yes. Yep. I'm going to need a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay good. okay, good. So we're in, we're doing this. Let's shake hands on it. We shake hands. Okay. I just cool. shook your hand. We're good. So then I say to you, look, I'm going to have Walter Bat call you. He'll fill out all the paperwork. Uh, he has a trust account. You'll transfer your $100,000 into his trust account. Once we sign our deal, he'll release the money to me, but not until you're satisfied with your contract. And then who draws up the contract? Walter Bat does? Your lawyer. So, so if you can find yourself a lawyer to work with that understands what you're up to, yeah, then you can pass on the business conversation of getting your money for your movie yeah. onto your lawyer so that you can continue to be creative and have fun with your investor. Cause no one wants to talk about the money. No one that's, wants to no, talk about money. Like, and you're good at that. Like you and I have had deep conversations in Vegas over sushi. Like <laughs> right. what have you, I'll give you another great example. Okay. Hey, you've been talking to Tootie about this movie and I hear that you guys have agreed on a hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Okay, great. So look, Tootie's a great guy. He's a superb producer, writer. I'm sure you guys are going to do a great business with this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write up a two, three page contract, which draws out the agreement as you guys discussed it. Whatever you own and what you decided is going to be in there. Whatever you're going to get as a premium on your money is going to be in there. What I'll need you to do is to transfer the $100,000 into my trust account, which is governed by the laws of the legal world. Yeah. And once you, you and Tootie sign, I'll release it to the LLC who's going to handle the film and boom, you guys get to go be creative. So nice. is that okay with you? I love that. What's going to happen, you're going to split 50-50, right. the ownership of this company, which is the script. And eventually be, it'll be a movie. You guys will split it 50-50. For investing in the movie, you will get 10 to 20% back on your initial investment. What does that mean? It means that if you put in $100,000 and the movie makes $200,000, You'll get $110,000 back first. Right. And then you and Tootie split the rest 50-50. Okay. That's it. And is that a standard agreement? Standard agreement. 50-50. 50-50. 10 to 20% back on your money. That's it. Bam. Handshake. Bam. Let's sign. Walter, take care of it. Now let's start talking about character. That's right. 
That's yeah. a very easy deal. You pass it on to your lawyer. Your lawyer tells the guy, this guy's great to work with. Here's the way it's going to shake out. And it's super simple. Now, not every deal is straightforward like that. But really, if you're going to be successful at raising money, it's going to have to be a conversation that is completely transparent right. and absolutely fair. Yeah. Like you're not trying to pull a fast one on anyone. If I'm, if you're putting up all the money, I should give you a hundred percent back plus 10 or 20% as a premium. Yeah. Then after that, we'll split whatever profits because you out of your 50% as a filmmaker, if you bring on Mario Lopez, you have to offer him some of the back end, right? Right. If you bring on Julia Roberts, you got to offer her some of the back end. Yeah. So you figure that out on your side. Doesn't have anything to do with the investor. That's an exciting relationship because if you have to do it all, raise the money, do the contract, make them sign, get the check, put it in the bank and do all that, it becomes really, really complicated because you're the filmmaker. You should be able to have creative conversations and money conversations should go to your lawyer. So find a lawyer that will make you look good in the conversation with your investor and someone that will make an investor feel like, wow, this is really a tightened ship. Yeah. Because if... The contract got made by the filmmaker. I don't know how comfortable I'm going to be putting up that money. Right. Right. If a lawyer calls me and goes like, hey, you talked to Tootie and uh, here's the deal and here's how it's going to work and here's where you sign and it's going to go into trust and you guys should be good. It becomes a very simple thing. So right there alone is a piece of gold that I just laid upon your desk. No, it is because I had no idea. I thought, you know, I'm meeting with a couple of guys and. It's almost like, oh, yeah, cool, man. I'd love to like be a part. That's one thing. I'd love to be a part of it. And then it comes like, okay, how much of a part of it do you want to be, bud? Right. Do you want to be $100,000 a part of it, a million dollars a part of it? Right. If you're excited about doing a movie and you want to finance it, I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to close you. You either want to do it or you don't because I'm not going to mess around with your agreement. There's also people that love to kind of troll around, be part of the business, that are going to lie to you. There's also people that are going to say, like, I know a guy. Okay? Yeah. Now, this is really important. Yeah. <laughs> okay? I know a guy. I have to tell you that if a guy knows a guy that knows a guy that has all the money, you are w- months away from the possibility of that being a reality. The guy that knows the guy is, first of all, not the guy. Secondly, you don't know what the guy with the money feels about the guy that knows that guy. That's true. You're right? right? I don't like being introduced to people if I'm not completely 100% certain yeah. that you are going to be a great introduction for me. I have been introduced to people and those people are like, this guy's introducing you. This is not going to be a deal. Number one thing, make sure that if you're going to be introduced by someone who says, I know a guy, that that guy is well respected by the money guy. Secondly, if there's any way that you could just go directly to the money guy, like I've said many times, people come to me and say, like, I know a guy with a million dollars. I know a guy with two million dollars. Great. Would you mind if I called him direct? And you got no problem. I have no problem with this. Yeah. Would you mind if I just called him directly? I appreciate that you're going to introduce me. But would you mind if I met him separately from you? Yeah. If I'm concerned. Because it doesn't always work. Yeah. And you never know. Right. So if you're looking for dough. I would say go directly to the person who has a check. If someone says, I know somebody great, can we meet him together? Not like, let me present him your idea. No, 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 no. I can't. You can't take my idea and go present it to someone. I would like to meet him myself. I would like us to do it together. If that happens, go ahead and do it. Because then you will shine through with your ideas and your concepts or whatever. Because it could be a lot of talk. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Sure, absolutely. But when the hand goes out and you lock eyes and you say, 
So we got a deal. Yeah. Uh, we got a deal. Yeah. All right. Walter's going to call says, you in the morning. If an investor says to you, hey, you know what? I like what you're talking about. And you reach your hand out and you, and you shake on it. A lot of businessmen are very, very honorable in that way. They will shake your hand. They'll look you in the face. And then tomorrow morning, they will take that phone call from Walter. If that phone call doesn't go through the way you plan on it the next day, you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that when How I was great going is that, through though? this? How I, great it, is that? It was a, see, <clears throat> makes sense to me. Okay, good. I'm ready to pitch. <laughs> He's ready to pitch. He's got a little bit of, hey, Nichols, you're single. You got, hey, you want to invest in a movie? What do you got? What do you got? Um, I don't want to miss anything because I think this is really an important conversation. I want people to be inspired. Yeah. I want people to know that the money is around them. Don't take it from your family. Do you don't need, take it from your family. That, I mean, listen to me. Don't take it from your family. Take it from take it from people that are interested in the business that are out making money somewhere else. You've raised small amounts of money. Small, yeah, 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 yeah. I doubted the idea that someone would let me make a movie with their money, but it happens. You can do it. Yeah. You just have to be realistic. You want an investor that knows it's risky, that knows you may hit a home run with this great idea that he believes in. And that when you finish it, if it's great, you guys will benefit together from it. Right. I want to end with, uh, with the story that I did not tell before, which was about the financing of my documentary, Carlos Almaraz. Oh, right. Yeah. Now this is, this is a success story in the end, but it didn't start that way. And I don't know that I knew the answer. You know, I didn't know it was going to work out. In fact, I wanted to quit. So I think that it's really important to take note mm. of how this worked. But here is the brief um, synop. It's a stunning documentary that explores the brief, rich, and contradictory life of the artist named Carlos Almaraz, a Chicano activist, sexual outlaw, and visionary painter of some of the most unforgettable images of Southern California. That's the movie. Now, when I started it, I collect Chicano art. I collected Carlos Almaraz's art because of my brother, Robert. Um, I kept thinking about this artist and I kept thinking about how he is so great and why people don't know more about him. Mm. Now, no one does know who Carlos, no one knows who Carlos Almaraz is, right? Or now they do. A lot of people do. Jack Nicholson collected his work. Uh, George Lopez collects his work. Cheech. Cheech Marin collects his work. Eddie Olmos collects his work. And he's had some big exhibits 30 years after his death. He just had a thing at uh, last year at LACMA. So three years ago, I said, I want to do this documentary. I contacted the widow, Elsa. I contacted Richard Montoya, who wanted to direct with Elsa. And I said, let's do this movie. I naively thought, and I've made a bunch of movies. I naively thought that if I did an Indiegogo, that all of the people that collected Carlos Almaraz's art would donate. Yeah. Because a movie about Carlos would make the value of their art go up. Uh, so I said, yeah. this is a no brainer. Yeah. Indiegogo, $400,000. Done deal. For you. Your money will work for the, you. Right? Your money will work for you. Yeah. You love this artist. Everyone loves this artist. Well, yeah. But we put the Indiegogo out, you get a t-shirt, you get a digital yeah. screener, you get to visit with the directors, you get art. Yeah. How much do you think I raised? What were you shooting for? 
What was your goal? I was shooting for $150,000. How much do you think I raised? What do you think, Nichols? He raised a million. $150,000? You raised a million? No, 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 no. We, it would be a different conversation then. Come on. I'm going to say $100,000. i am going to say you raised 2022 okay. 21 21,000 So I 000. raised $17,000. Okay, wait. Yeah. I'm out. Can't make a documentary for $17,000. I could. I can't. I can't because you have <laughs> no, to license a lot of footage, yeah. you have to license a lot of stuff, right? So, I was really bombed. I was like, "Oh man, what am I going to do?" Like yeah. I need I need like $300,000 to make this documentary. I don't I can't. It's, it's not going to happen. So I'm really bummed out. I'm a little disappointed. I'm kind of depressed. Yeah, I'm like thinking I'm putting a lot of energy into this. Yeah. Um. So I shifted gears and I said, I'm going to take that, which after the deductions and after you paid Indigo was 14, five. Right. I'm going to take that money. We're going to take the footage we do have and we're going to cut together a five minute clip of what we want to do. Yeah. And we're going to ask Cheech Marin to throw a party at his house and we're going to invite people to his house. We're going to show the clip and we're going to ask everyone for money. Now, an enormous risk. Yeah. Because first of all, who's going to come to the party? You know, you don't know. No. People who collect, right? Well, they had right. the opportunity to invest or to at least help us on Indiegogo. They, they didn't. didn't. Yeah. What's the difference? So we take $1,000 out of the 14000 we got. We yeah. We buy drinks. Casa Mexico yeah. is there, uh, which is a brand that Mario and I are part of, a tequila yeah. brand. Um, there's there's hors d'oeuvres. There's there's chefs. Yeah. You throw a party. Yeah, we throw a party. Now, here's the kicker, right? So yeah. Elsa says to me that day, okay, we're going to Cheech's house. Cheech is not going to invest money because he's going to help us. Uh, and that's a big, that's an important part. She goes, but I have a lot of people who care a lot about Carlos going to this. Yeah. I don't know that they're going to be worth large sums of money, but let's see. But Tom Beers is going. Tom Beers is the legendary producer of Deadliest Catch. Mm. Started Deadliest Catch. Oh, yeah. He also created and produced uh, Storage Wars. He also created and produced Ice Road Truckers. Got a lot of money. Robert. All right. So, <laughs> so my boy Tom Beers got some dough, right? Yeah. And and he just started collecting. Carlos really? and Chicano Art. So they say he's going. I don't know him. I'm excited. Everyone, Is that just coincidental? He's just a coincidence. Oh, that's great. That, well, he knew Elsa. Yeah. Elsa invited him. He said yeah. yes. So he brought his girlfriend. And, you know, we were all having a great time. We show the clip. Yeah. So now in my mind, I'm thinking, I'll raise 50 grand. If I raise 50 grand, I'm out. Great. Right? I'm going to okay. kiss yeah. the rings and, yeah. and leave happy. Yeah. Because at least it's a start. Yeah. So... Castulo de la Rocha, who was also an exec producer on the movie, is uh, the head of Ultimate. He's also one of the premier and largest collectors of Chicano art in the world. Yeah. And cares deeply about Carlos Almaraz. Yeah. He shows up. So now I'm keyed in, right? I've got a couple of big players. I yeah. don't know what they're going to be worth. I go, uh, I go have a drink with Tom Beers. Yeah. Right? I'm cool sitting. Guy. Very nice guy. Yeah. Uh, completely. You can, the minute you meet him, you know why he is as successful as he is. Yeah. We have a tequila drink. We talk for a minute. I say, what can I count on you for? For Carlos Almaraz. Yeah. He's like, he looks at me and he says, he shrugs his shoulders and he says, I'll give you 50 grand. 
Bam. Now there's the 50 I wanted to yeah. start with, right? Something, this is good. Now I remember a conversation with Castillo de la Rocha with, where he said, if someone gives you 50, I'll give you 50. Damn. Right. So in the middle of the room, I stop everything. We watch the tape. Yeah. People are clapping. I'm like, hey, Tom Beers over here. Raise your hand, Tom. Ray, Tom raises his hand. I said, Tom Beers, just give us $50,000. Gastulo, you said you'd give us 50. Or can I count on you for that 50? And he says, yes. So boom, there's 100. Bam. Right? Just like that. Then some other lady goes, I'll give you 5,000. Some other guy says, I'll give you five. We left there with $211,000. Just to be clear, yeah. I went from completely depressed. What am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yeah. To... We're making a movie. Yeah. And ne next thing that happened was I was able to say, Tom Beers is our exec producer. Yeah. Eddie almost does narration in the movie. Eddie almost. Yeah. And uh, Richard Montoya and Elsa Almaraz did an amazing job yeah. of, uh, of directing the film. But what was amazing about all that is that then KCT said, oh, that's amazing. We're interested. You know, I'm 250 into it. And to do a documentary about someone that's unknown like that, the world is going to have a new artist to look at in a much different light. This movie represents yeah, yeah. a really important part of history yeah. and how it was not concretized in the same way that European artists and American artists were. So having said all that, all of these tremendous people came together for the same reasons, but yeah. not for the reasons that I thought they were going to come together for. So when you're making a movie, yeah. you got to stick with it. Yeah. You got to believe in what you're doing and why you're doing it. And you have to trust that somehow a Tom Beers will show up at your party, even though you have no idea that he is. Like I had no idea he was coming until the day of. Yeah. It's not like I had planned it. Yeah. You know? So... He threw out that number and it ended up helping us a lot. And, and by the way, he's done more. Yeah. And um, so is there a partnership? Like, a, well, now you have like a relationship with him, no? Or is it just kind of like, this is it? Or is it? Well, my main relationship with him is our movie. Right? Yeah, of and, course. And, and my, my responsibility to our partnership is, yeah. is to sell this movie. Right. Um, but yeah, I did. In success, it could be like, hey, Tom. Deadly Sketch, my favorite show of all time. Yeah. And uh, Storage Wars, both, yeah. I have to see, must-sees for me. So it was very cool, and I've been very lucky uh, to have partners that really make a difference yeah. to television. And as a result, people felt more comfortable knowing that Tom was part of it. People felt more comfortable knowing that Cheech was behind it. Yeah. People felt more comfortable knowing Ultimate was behind it. And then when KCT joined in, it cool. really gave us gravitas, gravitas right? Yeah. So. All of those things added up to not a ton of money, but enough money to do a documentary that makes a difference, that puts people on the map, that goes to festivals. Yeah. So stick with it. Make sure that you don't give up too early and, and don't be disappointed when your Indiegogo makes 10 grand yeah. when you were looking for 150,000, because it may be the beginning of you funding the rest of your film. All right. You're going to hear this right now, right? I'm, I'm counting on you two guys right here. Okay. When I start shooting my movie next month, I'm going to throw a party at my house. I'm going to show the dailies, and you guys better pitch in some money to, for my post. I'll only do it if it's a finished 
five minutes. Oh, come on. Your, your thing wasn't Dailies done. Anymore. Come There's on. There's no such thing as Dailies. <laughs> I got 12 bucks. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you 25 bucks for sure. 25? All right. Well, think about you it. You get some get, wings with that. I, that's <laughs> true. I could get some wings. Well, I'll, I'll give you Big some day, Casa I'm Mexico gonna... tequila. <laughs> All right. Just reproduce good. it. Look, you, anything's possible. You yeah. never know who's going to be part of what you're doing. So, One last question for you, Robert. You said you mentioned El Mariachi. So they have a show on El Rey. I think we, we've talked about this. Um, Rebel Without a Crew. Robert Rodriguez made El Mariachi for $7,000 25 years ago. Allegedly, right? I mean, you kind of schooled me on some stuff. Do you think it's possible to make a feature film in today's market, in the landscape of what we have now with people shooting stuff on iPhones and all that stuff, for seven grand? I think more so than when he did it. That, that's the beauty of independent film is that anything's possible. I think a $7,000 film can be made today and made great. If you, like, I think, yeah, to answer your question, yes. It's possible to do anything for any amount of money. Yeah. Uh, you just have to hope that you have the kind of talent that Robert Rodriguez has. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> anyway, I hope, I hope that there's a lot of inspiration in there. I think there's a lot of great conversations about... You know, how to raise money for what you're doing. Anything's possible. There's money all around you. People have it. Hit somebody that believes the way you believe. Why not take a chance? Take yeah. a shot. Yeah. You know, use some money that someone has laying around that would love to uh, to be part of something exciting like this. And then go uh, give it your best shot. Bam. There it is. We got into it. We got into it. It was good. We'll talk about other stuff. We next talk time. about the stuff we got going on. We got some stuff cooking. I want to talk about Scam Likely, who's calling me literally every day, and I don't even know who that is. Maybe he's got some money. Scam Likely, he might, <laughs> he might give me some money. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you guys next. See you time. later.